Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. It's time for the next Wrestling with Willie's podcast. I'm joined with Joe and Jeremy today. Uh, finally breaking the the two people or the double duty streak whatever we were doing for the podcast for a little bit but uh what's it called it was mostly i was about to talk about this beforehand but like before the podcast but i might as well mention it on the podcast now but uh if anybody remembers last pay uh, pay pay-per-view i think it was royal rumble uh how bailey put coal in her hair and then so like and then Cole wasn't there, right? So everybody was like, why in the hell did she put her his name in her hair if he wasn't going to be doing commentary? So it turns out, Corey Graves on his podcast, or I guess it was his podcast, was talking about how he was hyping it up for her. And he was like, I guess it was an involuntary rib. So, <laughs> so pretty much what he did was then he was, uh, she was like, yeah, I should write it into his hair and then just fuck with him on air or whatever. And he didn't put two and two together that he wasn't calling Royal Rumble, right? So he didn't realize until after they were already doing the pay-per-view when she was like, where's Cole at? And everything else that he like pretty much made her do... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> made made her do that or talked her into like hyped her up to do that shit and then it turned out that he wasn't even there so she was like oh my god really so i just thought it was a funny story you know that we and like i think they highlighted it on botchamania too was that they had to talk about it and now it just makes sense for everybody that was wondering if you didn't watch any of the other podcasts now you know on ours <clears throat> but i just thought it was funny but I guess we're going to want to talk about the shortest pay-per-view that we have seen in a very long time. And, and I think, I don't know if I've seen, it's been a forever since one was this short. Yeah. Because I mean, what's it called? We were like, Oh, it's already the eliminator. And like, because they, uh, they started off with the first one or well, actually technically they did the, con- the kickoff show match where, uh, uh, I think it was John Morrison, um, who was it? John Morrison. Yeah, it was how the winner got yeah, to join the yeah. U.S. championship match later that night. So Morrison beat Elias. Oh yeah, um, that's and Mustafa and Ricochet. Yeah, that's so, what it was. Yeah. So that time frame, I was counting in the whole match or in the whole pay per view. So seven minutes shorter than I counted. So, yeah. 
That's why I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe it was that damn short. Because I thought it was going to have, like, at least Asuka being in an elimination chamber or something. It looks like the main time that they only do, like, maybe one, maybe two. Or, like, at max, it seems like they only do two. Maybe three elimination chambers in a pay-per-view. It looks like because I would have thought that Oscar would have been this highlighted all, on here, and that she this almost shows me that Elimination Chamber won't be a pay per view after this. Yeah, you never know because though. I mean they might well, change it to something else. And yeah, have, but literally that was what made up this whole pay per view was the two Elimination Chamber matches, and then the rest of the matches were like less than ten minutes. Yeah, that's mostly I mean, so why I was like, what in the hell? I mean, like, Sasha's been featured, like, it seems like on every pay-per-view now, which is nice. Yeah, but even their match, well, we'll get to it, yeah. but I mean... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but anyway, so, first off was the number one contendership match. Like, that's the main thing with these ones, too. I didn't really care for them all that much. I mean... I don't know what it was, but like I liked how Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did the stuff when he came out to the ring and he was like, oh yeah, we should work together and all this shit. And then Kevin Owens is like, get the fuck in there. Let's start the shit. I don't want to fucking wait around. Just get in there. And he's like arguing with him before he even gets into the pod. I thought that was funny. And certain moments were funny, but like, sure, like to me right now, knowing that they feature Cor- Corbin so much. It's like he bores me all the time now. Like, I don't even watch SmackDown or Raw all that often anymore. But it's like, even when he's on pay-per-view, he still bores me to death. Just like, fuck, they haven't done anything different with him in a long time. And then it was like, the, that's the dude that I was like, please eliminate him first. And they did. <laughs> Thank God, but yeah, no, but unfortunately, Daniel. You know, I like Daniel Bryan, but I don't think he should have won this match. I think it should have been Cesaro, but I don't think it really mattered based on how this. I mean, this match was the yeah. longest match of the night at thirty-four minutes. But based on what happens after the match, I don't think it really mattered who won the match. Oh yeah! <laughs> so, oh yeah! <laughs> but I mean, talk about like making giving somebody heat though. Like if you're trying to book Roman right, it makes total sense to do what they did, <laughs> which was like uh, essentially Daniel Bryan wins. Which I would have hoped that if they were gonna do this shit, should at least gave it to Cesaro, right? I mean, I would hope that they would do something with Cesaro where he would go for a title belt eventually, anyway. But like, uh, it should have went to him. But they like they worked over Daniel's knee for like the whole match. So I kind of figured that they were gonna have him win it, knowing that they were having him work get work the whole. Unlike that, he was the only person that uh, they did anything to, right? So and then. And then they were just like, oh, okay. When he, uh, everybody gets eliminated, and then they raise everything up. I liked how Jey Uso did certain things. Like, Joe, what was your thoughts, like, about the shit? Because I know I'm crowding, like, the conversation, oh, really. Your podcast, but um, honestly, 
I was kind of sad that Cesaro got eliminated. However, I was okay with Daniel Bryan because I felt like I actually expected the match because I actually expected what happened. I know, I know we haven't talked about it yet, but when Roman comes back out or comes out at the end of the match to start the next match, um, which is the universal title match, it kind of, to me, um, I was expecting more from that match, but I guess it, like Jeremy says, I guess it makes sense that it's going in the, I guess it makes sense in the scheme of things where they want to get Roman over as a heel, but um, I don't get the point of like having putting Daniel Bryan all through that. It's kind of like and then just for him to lose in like two minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a minute and thirty two seconds. Yeah. 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 I was just like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. And so, like, I felt like Daniel Bryan deserves more than that as a character and as you know, a wrestler. But I, it's like, but then they have and. You didn't mention this yet, but then they have Edge come in and be like, I, "It's me and you for WrestleMania." Well, it's and 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 I'm fine with that because I like Edge. Um, the dirt sheets were saying that he was going to face one in NXT, but I guess it makes sense to put Roman versus a legend because if Roman wins, then you know he's been able to defeat defeat this legend. And I guess maybe that's what they're going for. Well, well, I mean, honestly, they've been doing this shit with Roman for a while now. Anyway, they've been beefing him up like he's god of wrestling right now, even though he's not. Mostly, let me call out. I uh, I talked about this before with Jey Uso's uh, match with him, right? Where his elbows—they're trying to make him look super terrifying, or like just being like, "Oh, he's wrecking people." But you could tell that he's pulling them, right? Like, yeah. whenever he's hitting them, you could tell he's not putting all his oomph into it. So, it throws me off whenever I see it, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I could definitely tell that he's trying to protect him, right? And sure, you should be protecting the guy, but and like you, if you're going to be doing stuff where it looks like you're hurting somebody, right? If you're doing elbows to the head, at least make him look like they fucking hurt. With Daniel Bryan, he pretty much stomps the dude, but like most of the time, he stomps on his chest, right? Yeah. He stom- or like on the collarbone part, right? The meaty part, where it makes and where it makes contact, but it probably protects the dude from from not like getting hit in the face. But it's like he slams over there, so like it looks more menacing, right? It looks like he's meaning to hurt the guy. When you look like you're elbowing somebody and looking like you're pulling your strength right before you hit him, it makes me be like, this ain't believable to me, right? That's the main thing for for that for me. Like, you're trying to show it me- being menacing, and then it just doesn't. The I, coming for you, Joe. No, that's not me where the sirens are coming from. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're coming for me. Uh-huh. I, um, I just... I. Honestly, I thought the pay-per-view overall wasn't bad, per se. But, and and I know I'm skipping ahead here, but I just really feel like this was, like, a weak moment, having, like, Reigns just kind of make Daniel Bryan his bitch for that minute and 30. And Daniel Bryan got in one one offensive move when he put him in the submission hold. The bell lock, I think, is what you called it. And, 
And yeah. uh, I think he calls it just the yes. Lock, yeah, right? he calls it the yes lock. Still, but because I think it's because the LaBelle, uh, I don't know his actual first name, but that was the dude that originally made the move. Made the move. Okay. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the Luthes press. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just kind of aggravating because I feel like J- Daniel Bryan deserved a little bit better. And I'm in this in this instance, I'm kind of glad it wasn't Cesaro because Cesaro gets dogged out a lot too. Oh, yeah. and well, that's I mean, what I was kind of getting at was that I, based on the way this match was booked, that's probably why Daniel Bryan took it because Cesaro's kind of being pushed, and this would kind of kill the push. It would have killed the push. If, if, and, if they did that and they're finally pu- they're finally pushing Cesaro since I mean he hasn't had a real push since he and was that pro- did you watch his promo that he did on Talking Smack? No, apparently I saw the clip when they re- replayed it. It's not like Mrs. Uh, promo that he did where it was like super like he was angry like you know, Daniel Bryan pissed him off, right? But he sits there and he's like, I love pro wrestling. I'm not going to stop doing this because I love pro wrestling. Or I'm like, I love wrestling, right? So he just sits there and he's like, I do this because I love it. And I knew you guys love it and blah, blah, blah. It's harsh about everybody. And he's like, I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep getting better at it over and over again. Pretty much I'm paraphrasing, but that's really initially what he was saying. He was like, I don't care where, like, I'm going to get title belts. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I do it because I love pro wrestling. And that's where you could legit feel that passion from him. Yeah, like, I, that's what I'm like, I feel like I feel like he deserves, I feel like Cesaro deserves more. I feel like he kind of deserves to be in the main event. I mean, he should be. In the he main should event. be in the main <laughs> event, and I feel like he hasn't really gotten anything hand like I don't say handed to him, but like nothing really has like nothing's really been done with him since that meant anything since he was um, the bar since the, since the, bar. the bar, and and because I love the bar. I remember when we were at the uh, when we were at the Raw after WrestleMania, and everyone was like, "Hey, hey, hey." Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh, yeah, before, and, yeah, before their heel. Yeah, before their heel turn. But like, and that was the awesome. heel turn was later that night, wasn't it? I, if I remember, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I think it was during that match they made a heel turn. But it was like, but, yeah, because I think that's the same one where he ripped the beach ball. Yeah, but, yeah. but a lot of people I cheered that. <laughs> I cheered that. Well, yeah, I mean, you're kind of throwing off the. Uh, I think that you shouldn't be fucking goofing off. I understand, like, you're trying to have fun and stuff like that, but when you're introducing beach balls at a thing where they're trying to hone their craft and make you be and be like, fuck, that was a good match, and you're paying attention more to a beach ball than you are the wrestlers, that's when they're, like, having problems. But, uh... Because, like... Yeah, so... I just feel like... I'm kind of glad, like I said, I'm glad Cesaro didn't get the opportunity because I think that would have, that squash match was, I think it was bullshit no matter who they put in it. Uh, Daniel Bryan could weather the loss a little bit better than anybody else on the roster right now because he's he's still insanely over with the crowd. So I think he would probably have the best 
the best outcome. Um, the only other person that could have probably weathered that loss would have been Baron Corbin. And I know, like, no one here likes Baron Corbin. Nobody, nobody would have wanted Baron Corbin to win that shit. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that squash match, it wouldn't have hurt him either. I mean, it made sense for Owens, though. They put him out that way. Uh, that way, it wasn't the same match again. Yeah, well, I, I didn't. That's why. That's why I say that this is a problem with the pay per view, right? Because I'm going to segue into the next uh, match anyway. Because I think we've talked about it enough. Uh, I think it was the Sasha Banks run, right? Oh yeah, after the yeah uh, after yeah the, after the uh, Roman Reigns yeah, yeah. The, oh okay never mind R- Riddle and Bobby Lashley Riddle. and Morrison and this is probably the I think this is probably the best match to me uh, I liked it more than all the other ones and that's sad to say because I usually like Elimination Chamber matches a lot but like I don't know I felt like how Morrison. And uh, Riddle were working together at one point, well, the, and it wasn't like, and they were doing it for a long period of time where you're just like, oh, when is he going to sabotage? I can because tell you, you for, sorry, for someone that watches Raw every week, they were building to what happened. I think I said oh, that yeah. while we were watching it, like it doesn't surprise me because they've been, Riddle and Lashley have been in matches for at least a month, maybe longer. <laughs> so, this was just another match that was on Raw again to me, just with John Morrison. Yeah. It. And I think John Morrison made it better. I mean, like, and but that shows, like, the uh, the pay-per-view as a whole, right? If yeah. I think that this is the best match. And Lashley, to like, me, is wrestling the way he should have always been wrestling. Dude, in- I'm telling you, when he was in Impact, he was doing this type of shit where he was just going in and beating the shit out of people and winning belts. And that's pretty much what he was supposed to be doing the whole time. But then they were like, hey, here, come in. Don't use the spear. Use the stalling suplex. Like, it's going to fucking do anything for your... Like, because who has the stalling suplex for a finisher? It's like, good God. At least he uses the master lock now, even though that... It's dumb. Uh, I never really cared for it as a submission, but like, I mean, he's got the physique for it, so it makes sense. Isn't this like Chris Masters' move? Yeah, that's why I call it the Master Lock. I always call it the Master Lock because it, it reminds me too much of him. I think he was the. I mean, I don't think he was the first one to ever do it, but like, he, he was the more like recognizable one for me. Like the first person that I saw do it. But this was another like, match. It only went eight minutes and forty seconds. So this is how yeah, the that's what went. I'm saying. But they told a lot in the story, right? Like yeah, they were showing like Bobby Lashley was a beast, and they had to do a lot of shit. And then eventually they hit him with the the uh, what's it called the stick or the can. Um, and damn it, why am I derping? Derp, the derp, uh, derp. But anyway, they hit him with the uh, the foreign. Oh, it was a crutch. They hit him with a crutch. Yeah, a crutch. Damn, I don't know why I was blanking on crutch. Yeah, it was the <laughs> crutch MVP was using. 
Yeah, which I don't know. Like, did it show on Raw that he injured himself? I don't recall, to be honest with you. If anything, he probably just wore it just to be like, hey, I got injured, but I didn't get injured. <laughs> but you're talking <laughs> about within this match, the next match is the one that kind of didn't make sense to me. I... Yeah, it made sense with, uh, what's it called? Uh, with him winning, Riddle winning, it made sense. But the next match, oh, it's kind of. Oh, okay, never mind. It's the tag match. Yeah, the next yeah, one was Nia and Shayna Baszler against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I don't, I didn't, I don't yeah, recall, I and I don't recall where it came from. Like, oh, with Ferdinand or whatever. Well, Sasha Banks is on SmackDown. Yeah. Nia Jackson Baszler are on Raw. So I don't know if something happened on SmackDown. Well, I think, that- uh, I think both of them are like whenever they have the tag belts, they can get they're both yeah, Friday because I don't remember it, they had to have went on there on Friday. I mean, Jesus, I mean, because this seemed like a match that came out of nowhere. I mean, it was like, yeah, they're well, I mean, look at how long the time was. I'm sure that they were just trying to well, this find one was longer than the real match was by about a minute. Well. 45 yeah, but also at the same time, you got to think about that Nia Jax was in it. Well, yeah, her matches and are then, always short. And then, of course, it's it, it would have been funny if like if they did something with Nia Jax and her butt. Yeah, no, that would have been, been funny. It would have been funny if Bianca Belair like uh, goosed her or something. That would have been. Funny. What we were talking about? It. She kept smacking her ass. Probably smacking her ass. smacking her ass. I actually, I actually yeah. thought this was kind of like the best match. Uh, just because, you know, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks are, like, really good at what they do. And Shayna Baszler is also really good at what she does. Well, I refuse to name any match with Nia Jax as the best match. Oh. Mostly because, especially... Well, she even botched that match with the, she with did the Bianca not Belair move. She tried to do the same thing yeah, she did. to her that she did she to did. Dana Brooke and barely lifted her up. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, this is the this is the main thing, right? She fucked up not one, but two Simone drops, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's your fucking finisher. And you landed wrong, awkward as shit, twice. It's like, what are you doing? I know. Granted, they and they do the Simone drop and then the leg drop. It or should whatever, be easy like, with Sasha. She's, Sasha's shown, a little they, tiny she's shown on multiple occasions that she's used that as a pin move. Same with the leg drop, so I would constitute both of those as their finishers, and they're lazy-ass fuck. Just because she's a big girl doesn't mean that she needs to have Hogan's leg drop as her finisher, but uh, it makes sense why her fucking butthole got hurt and landing on the apron, you know? I wouldn't know what actually maybe, maybe we should do. Maybe we should do, like, a segment on here where it's like, Nia Jax's hole... <laughs> You know that they did something on there, like we were talking about uh, our juice uh, joke, where it was like it's hold, not hold. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, but I mean, like that's why I say I refuse to say that. Like until Nia Jax gets better, I'm not gonna say one match. Like one match with Nia Jax is my favorite. Like, I just like watching Bianca Belair and uh. No, no, I get and, that. I love Bianca Bel- Belair and Sasha and But Stella. they were, they I work just, so well yeah. together though. Uh, Bel- uh yeah. Sasha and Bianca, they worked really well together. So they have really good it seems like they have some really good chemistry and Shayna's a beast 
And Can you move right up next to your mic there, Joe. No. <laughs> yeah, no. It sounds like he's like, hey, baby. hey. It almost sounds like smooth jazz yeah. that Stephen does on his headset. Smooth Joe. <laughs> smooth Walrus Joe. No, I don't K-Jazz. Joey Liggs is going to take you to the mean streets of New Orleans while we play some sensual saxophone that's sexy to beat. Just keep, keep listening here for the tunes to your enjoyment. Um, no, I, I now it's purple. Rain, <laughs> uh, no, I'm uh, I'm wearing headset, but oh, I'm um, but, uh, it's I, yeah. I just like their chemistry together. Um, I did like the Morrison Riddle match, Parby, that Yon came out of nowhere. Um, I do think that, uh, I do think the right person won with Riddle and Morrison. Um, I, I'm kind of glad that Sasha and them didn't win the belts because the last thing that their building feud needs is the tag titles. And I really think that Belair is going to choose Sasha to go against at WrestleMania. I oh think yeah, that's I think that's by far. Oh, this and is I proving think... it with them tagging together and stuff. It's just yeah. moving more towards it. I mean, that's. <laughs> And I'm okay with that. So I think it would be. I think. And I definitely think if Elaine was on the podcast, I would like to end up hearing her feedback. But sadly, she didn't get to watch some of it. But like uh, maybe the next time we'll end up having her uh, start yelling. Um, like it'll be the Charlotte hate hour. Well, Charlotte wasn't on the podcast. pay per view, so she wouldn't have been. Yeah, Which I know, right? Surprising. That's what I, was saying. I mean, that next one because I'm sure she's gonna be on oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Probably ain't gonna be even on Fastlane yes. either, unless it's gonna be like Charlotte going against blah 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 for the opportunity to go against Oscar at yeah, WrestleMania. And then it'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, what the lock. It's you know, it's gonna be Charlotte and Oscar versus for WrestleMania, and. It, Unless they add somebody else, like, yeah, I like think Becky's Lynch gonna be the hand in that, depending upon when she comes back. But she could be a, a and return. Would, and at, that would be fucking dope. It, it could be a return at WrestleMania. Fuck something up too. I would like. I would like to see. I would like to see Becky come back, but I really don't. I I don't hate uh, Charlotte, but I don't think Charlotte needs another title shot. Yeah. She's overbooked, and, man. And and right now, I can see why they end up having her on WrestleMania, right? I can see kidding. why she's one of her. They're marquee people that they have to book. Like, it's like the Roman Reigns and Charlotte are their top names right now, it seems like. Or at least that's the way that they book them. Not saying that they are. I definitely would much rather see Cesaro have the belt. And then Roman be chasing it or some shit, rather than or Charlotte not even being. Well, Cesaro deserves some type of belt. It kills me that he really hasn't had many belts at all. Yeah, I know most of his title belts. He he had the United States belt when he first came in. Then he's had the uh, the tag belts several times. I think he might have had the Intercontinental belt. Like once I think twice. he's. Yeah, I think the only title Maybe. he hasn't had though is the U.S. or the the championship. Is the yeah, main, but I think he yeah. deserves a shot. And, you know, 
Oh, I don't know why Vince doesn't have faith in him. It just doesn't make sense to me. And, and now it seems like it's changing, but you never you know. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. We didn't point out the good pull-ups at the top of the elimination. Oh, yeah, I should have pointed that out. Like, I just don't get why – I just – I don't get why they, they don't think much of Cesaro with the whole, oh, the bl- the brass ring and stuff when um, Vince McMahon was on the podcast for Stone Cold's podcast and he said that about Cesaro. And it's like, damn, you know, this was – well, I mean, it shows how yeah. much he really paid attention to, man. It just shows – like that, he do- only cares about his product and what he wants to push. That's really it. I mean, not saying that, and like he can't fucking do whatever he wants. It's his company, right? But like, uh, um, when you hire all these millions of fucking people, and then you only feature the same like three people, then yeah, it's gonna be fucking boring. Or if you do the same three damn matches. Like, this was one of the shortest ones. And look it. We're only, like, maybe 25 minutes into this podcast, and we're already at the main event. We're already at the last match where it was Drew going against all, um, like, Kofi and Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. And this match went exactly like I thought it would based on what was occurring. And even the ending was exactly what I thought it was going to happen based on how they've set everything up. Now, the See, honestly, I totally forgot about it, mostly because I I totally forgot during the pay-per-view that they showed Miz talking to MVP, and I was just sitting there, I was like, fuck, how did I miss this? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, you knew, <laughs> how was I not we knew, to we it? talked about at the beginning of the match, this was kind of pointless, because we'd sit through 30 minutes of a wrestling match that we knew Drew McIntyre was going to win the match. We knew it was going to yeah. happen. Now... And we were trying to figure out who, what would happen at Fastlane. Well, now we know. <laughs> you know, yeah. the Miz, the Miz versus Miz Drew McIntyre for the title. And Drew's going to win it gonna back. win that yeah. damn title back. Or they're going to get out. And, if any, and I wouldn't be Or the Miz and Drew fight on Raw tomorrow night. I mean, because there's nothing yeah. stopping them from doing that and Drew taking the title back a night later. I mean... The Miz isn't a guy that they're going to keep at the top of the card for long, and he doesn't really need to be. That's that's the neat thing about the Miz, I think, because where he's at in the company, I think he can just do nothing and still be a part of every freaking show. And because he could just yeah. do Miz TV every week and, you know, <laughs> be involved somewhat in somebody's match. So, you know, it's. I don't envision this as a long title reign for the Miz. No, it's either going to be if anything, it's going to be either going to be a short day, him. or it's going to be a month, or not even a month, because I think the pay per view is maybe a little bit less than a month, probably now. in like two or three weeks. So, yeah, my biggest complaint about like giving them, I think they should have given the Miz the title. Back when he was, he cut that scathing promo on Daniel Bryan. He was on fire, and that's when they should have given him a title shot. That's when they should have built him up when he was when he was doing that, and it would have been. That's when I'm not hating that he has the title now, 
But I think that was a great opportunity where they should put him in the title picture. I mean, well, you know when he took the, the money in the bank mass, uh, um, suitcase that he was going to get the title at some point. It's just a matter of how long. People, well, yeah. Also, yeah. people were speculating that the Miz was going to um, be the first person to have the expire on him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that would happen. I neither, because he comes off yeah, as a smart guy in WWE. Anyway. That's the one thing that they can't say about The Miz is he he knows what he's doing. I mean, in terms of his character. persona, even. Meaning uh, his, char- his character in WWE is not a stupid person. Yeah, And he's already, cast, he's already cast this in once and won it before. So, you know, he knows how to do that. So, it's it's just a matter of, you know... Again, how, how long he keeps the stupid thing. It's a matter of, you know, they'll talk about it tomorrow on Raw. So um, oh, it's yeah. just a matter of whether or not there'll be a match tomorrow on Raw or if they'll push it out to Fastlane. I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I if they feel did it a would be tomorrow. better for WWE to do it faster because I think they have other things to work out before WrestleMania to get him an actual opponent for WrestleMania. Because I don't think that's set in stone yet. Now, we know Edge, based on what happened earlier, Edge is probably going to be facing Roman Reigns. But who's ultimately going to be facing Drew? You can say it's Sheamus, but that might have ended with this match. Who knows? You know? So, yeah. I think I would have liked to have seen it as a... Because I definitely don't think Miz is going to be going... like Unless they're going to drop Bad Bunny... To win the damn title belt, and I don't think that's going to happen. Still, at the end of the day, I think that Drew's going to win that title back, and then it's still going to be Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. If anything, I wouldn't be surprised if they did the match tomorrow, and then they came out and interrupted him, and then Drew like claymores him and he wins. So then it gives it a reason. Yeah, to yeah, because I don't see in a true one-on-one match. Drew losing to the Miz, and that's and Hell the man. way they've been Hell booking it just doesn't make sense. Now that's why the Miz had to cash in to win the title because he can't. Yeah, and how they had to talk to Bobby Lashley to get yeah. him to do it too. And if anything, the way that they could do it is that that they were going to say that uh, Bobby Lashley was going to be his first opponent or some shit. See, that could like be that could be too, like and then he loses Bobby Lashley. I mean, yeah. early. I just don't see the Miz yeah. taking the title for very long. Yeah, regardless no, of who I he definitely plays. don't think that. Especially, it seems like they think pretty highly yeah. of Drew at this point. So I don't think that they were going to drop it to somebody else, especially the Miz. If they didn't have a plan by the yeah, WrestleMania this, time, po- with this thing being back. only an hour and a half, this podcast is going to be one of our shorter ones. Yeah. Uh, even though ours go about 50 minutes, but you can see this one's only, at, what, 30 minutes right now, and we're pretty much near the end. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, like I mean, if you cut out, like, the, the, the gibber, the... the the BS, the BS, yeah, the BS what we always do at the usual podcast. Yeah, like me talking. <laughs> together, but man. I mean, I thought the I thought the Miz. Yeah, so. I mean, I kind of got spoiled on it because you know we started a little bit late. 
But I think The Miz, at least it was something different. Um, and as for somebody that I think deserves yeah, I think another the title is, reign. Yeah, too, I think The Miz deserves it's another short, title reign. It's going to be like Kane levels. Uh, I agree, short. but that's why I said I think he's been smart in how he's done things, unlike uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, he's yeah he's been diversifying his shit, like doing like uh, the Miz and Misses and all the stuff that he's been doing. He's been desert, uh, diversifying his stuff, and so I mean, granted, Dolph is like, I mean, they're both kind of mirror images of each other, really. I mean, if you think about it, because they both have the same music that they've used yeah. for years, right? And then they pretty much do the same thing things that they did when they were like hot. But the only difference is is that uh Miz has a TV show and then Dolph is like doing stand up. And it looks like he's focusing more on the stand up now than actually wrestling. Which is totally fine. I mean, if that's what he wants to do, you know. I just think that he shouldn't be I mean, if if his character is who he wants to be right now, where it's just some hair metal dude just wrecking house or whatever, then fine, buy it. I just don't think that he needs to end up... Ha- I'm like, I don't know. Something's got to change. And, like, and it seems like I talk about that all the time. But, like, Miz, I think Miz should change his music, too. Instead of doing the, because it's been a while since he did his, uh, what's it, Hollywood stuff. So, like, he could sh- definitely change his awesome gimmick and change it to something else. But, I mean, if they're comfortable in it, then whatever. I mean, they they all ain't Chris Jericho, where he constantly changes his stuff, like, every couple of years. <laughs> so... Foreign, uh, I guess I might as well end it now. It's probably going to be a shorter podcast, but I mean, it is what it is. If they did it for like a three hour long podcast, it would have probably went a little bit more. Yeah. But <laughs> for all of that, and uh, probably the next uh, podcast that we're going dis- to be discussing because we're like right before, uh, I think it's like 49 plays before a thousand. So I'm thinking about doing something special as like a thank you, which I haven't planned out exactly what we're going to do yet. So it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. But if you guys enjoy all that sh- uh, stuff, then just look forward to next. Uh, I'm assuming probably next week's podcast. And for me, Jeremy and Joe, I would have say night, you guys have you a good night. Later. See you guys next time. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is The Heart of Geek, and our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.